Friends. Right now, I'm joined by, of course, Simon Kingsley Holmes. Good morning, Simon. Good morning. Uh, it's uh, yeah, of course. Um, I'm joined. It's a rather boring name after those other two. But my actual name is Sega Bodega. Oh, is it? Yeah. I went for Simon Kingsley Holmes because I thought it was more. I thought it was more um, uh, urban. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not not like Sega Bodega, which is just more. <laughs> oh god, I meet a million of those on the Isle of Wight. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Every second. Cobbler. Hello there, my name's Sega Bodega. <laughs> <laughs> do they have movie theaters on the Island of Wight? Oh my god, you sound like my mate John Morris back in Wales when I was in school, thirteen-year-old Welsh boy. Going, do they have roads on the Isle of Wight? Is it's... that why you had to go to school somewhere in Wales because they didn't have schools? Yeah, because they didn't have schools. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was still learning me. I'm still going through me ABCs. Um, if you could tell me. What what comes after those three that would be fantastic oh, i can actually yeah. uh, okay right well you know what glass houses okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh all right glass houses clever dick let's call let's talk about a film a film yeah we can only talk about one film because once again this week i have only managed to see one film you're just so busy these uh, days. it's been ridiculous as i was just saying to jamie i've i i was in i was in christchurch over the weekend i meant to go and see something i didn't have the money to go and uh see something and then um, I hadn't anticipated I was going to see something on Sunday afternoon when I got back and I hadn't anticipated not actually sleeping on Saturday so um, yeah um, so I've uh, I, to be fair I have watched two films this week last night I thought, I thought oh, I've only got one I better see two so I got put on a DVD of The Serpent and the Rainbow the Wes Craven horror movie and uh, from 1988 about Haitian zombies and it was good but there's almost nothing to talk about with it so uh, that's kind of scuppered that one and by that time it was about 11 o'clock at night and I just wanted to go to bed so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, why are you looking up the Isle of Wight are you, just, are you looking for proof that there are schools there no I'm just going to see who your most notable residents are uh, Anthony Mingella the director of the English patient oh yes yeah yeah. there we go you see how's, how's that and, Raymond um, Allen what, what did he? He was a screenwriter. What did he do? I don't have a clue. Never heard of him. For if oh no, the the Little and Large show on BBC One. Oh, okay, that's not bad then. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Little and Large. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Jeffrey know. Hughes. Jeffrey. That guy. Oh yeah, no, he um yeah he lived there. He wasn't an Isle of Wight though. Oh yeah, he did the voice of Paul McCartney in the Yellow Submarine. He was in Keeping Up Appearances. Oh. Um, yeah, exactly. The the height of British sitcom history. Oh, that guy too. Oh, David Niven lived there. Yeah, that guy, we're all learning something, aren't we? Well, Bear Grylls lived there, but I hate Bear Grylls, so you know. If I f- well, I mean, I guess it's so he can live there. Is as that where he learned to his survival? <laughs> yeah, learned all his survival. Yeah, if you can, if you can, if you can survive a conversation with an old bloke in the pub on the Isle of Wight, then you can survive anything. <laughs> all right, go. All right, go okay. Forth. So, Mordy. So this was the film I saw uh, last night. Um, it's a biopic of Canadian uh, painter Maud Lewis. Uh, who was um, who uh, took up painting? Lived most of her life in a, a tiny little um, one-room or two-room house, one up, one down house in Nova Scotia. She uh, had she suffered from um, arthritis all her life. She'd uh, uh, hunchback. She was slightly physically impaired. Um, and she went to work for this bloke called Everett Lewis in this house as a house cleaner and they eventually ended up marrying and spending the rest of their lives together um, and uh, the um, and she was sort of doing it partly to get away from her awful family who were sort of very um, strict about what she could and couldn't do and were well there are secrets revealed in the film as to quite how far the depths of their uh, betrayal of her went 
Um, but then she goes and works with. Uh, then she goes and works with. Uh, works for Everett. I mean, he's very. He's very keen to point out that uh, she is. Uh, that in as far as the household is concerned, there's him. Then there's the dogs. Then there's the chickens. Then there's her. But it's obvious from the get-go that Everett himself suffers from some quite severe. Um, it's never spelled out. I guess some kind of severe Aspergers. I mean, he just cannot. He, he very rarely smiles or is positive towards anything or anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has huge emotional problems that he can't get over. And the, the funny thing is, um, Maudie is treated like she has, uh, like, because her physical impairment, she has mental impairments. I don't, th- uh, again, not spelled out, which is kind of problematic, because I don't think she does. She's just very insular and very mousy and quite shy. Um, but as the film goes on, uh, uh, we discover that she's, you know, she's she's very onto it and she's very shrewd and she, she's a lot more shrewd and stronger than people think she are. So what you have here is a re- uh, relationship where he has the physical strength, she has the mental strength, and together they create an emotional strength for one another. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, I'd never heard of Maud Lewis, um, of, uh, she, but she um, uh, it's set in the 1950s and 60s. Again, I'm not quite sure. It doesn't do dates. It's sort of set. It's 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 the 20th century in Canada. Um, and I didn't even actually at first I didn't even know it was set in Canada. Um, but mm-hmm. there was um, and I've never been able to differentiate a Canadian accent from an American one. But as soon as they started saying the word house, I went, oh, it's in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's um, and it, it was interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting film. It's uh, uh, the two lead. Um, so uh, Maud Lewis is played by Sally Hawkins, who's a fabulous British actress. Um, came to prominence in the works of Mike Lee, um, first in All or Nothing, then Vera Drake, in which she played um, uh, this upper crust girl who becomes pregnant after getting raped, after getting date raped, and she had this really, really wonderful, sort of really brilliantly done side story to the main thing in Vera Drake. And then, of course, she was the lead role in Happy Go Lucky, um, in which uh, she plays this um, perennially positive uh, character, Poppy. And as one, I think it was Roger Ebert pointed out, there's very, very few actors who could uh, pull off a character that happy all the time and it's a fair point that character could be so annoying and she's not and it was a uh, happy go lucky is a is a, a neglected gem in mike lee's uh, um uh, filmmaking um filmography i beg your pardon um and everett lewis is played by uh ethan hawk mm. uh, we like do we what, what's your thoughts on ethan hawk fan yeah me yeah, too I me do. too really by and large um uh obviously I don't know about you, my favourite stuff of his is the Before Trilogy, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Before Midnight, wonderful films it does with Richard Linklater and, uh, um, uh, oh god, Brain Fart, oh, who's the woman in Before Films, oh, I know this, Julie Delpy, oh, god, I can't believe I just forgot that, um, and, yeah, fantastic, and after, honestly, I think this, uh, role as, as ever, is possibly one of his best roles, um, because he really brings a lot to it he's not someone i ever thought of it's not an actor i ever thought of as physically imposing but he brings a lot of and from the get-go he lets you know that this is a that this everett lewis is a damaged guy and 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 beyond uh his uh uh damaged beyond his um even comprehension and as the film goes on it's about him it's partly about him 
very slowly coming to the realization of how much he needs Maud in his life. And actually, towards the end, there's a really quite tragic epilogue with uh, with him. Actually, um, uh, sadly, I found out after the fact, uh, looked it up, that um, Everett Lewis himself, uh, uh, only a few years after Maud died, was murdered by a burglar who was went to their house and uh, was trying to steal the paintings. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, and yeah, the, the, so um, through that, so it, most for the most of the film is. A sort of a, a, an intense sort of study of uh, these two people and their relationship together and how they work around one another um, and and how she be- she goes from becoming servant to pretty much master um, oh well well yeah kind of that yeah yeah um, uh, but without ever ever doing anything as agree just to make it sort of uh, about that I mean there are things wrong with it again I wish there had been a bit more background information it does spend a lot of it, I, I can see why they're uh, doing as much as they are, but there's there's like a there's a side character of this woman, this socialite from New York. Well, she, maybe not be a socialite, but uh, sort of socialite art enthusiast from New York who lives locally, who takes a shine to Maud's um, paintings and pays her. They ask her, f- she says, how much for them, and they say five dollars, six dollars for the big ones, and mm. you think, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, well this will be interesting, and then you know clearly. If she thinks there's some worth in it, there's going to be some uh, more money further down the line. But that's not really explored. So whether more money came in or whether she was screwing them out of enormous amounts of money, that's not touched on at all. I was thinking, sort of thinking that that thread was left hanging, and I uh, I wanted to know more about that. Um, there's also, I mean, uh, I, I don't think I'm not sure that the direct the direction is up to much. I think you know it's all. Um, you know, wides, mids, close-ups, and uh, and all that, and then uh, and the music is that awful kind of acoustic guitar and lilting piano solo, which I've said many times on uh, many times in the last year that I can't stand, and I still can't stand it. It gets on my nerves. It's boring. It's tedious, and it's just uh, you know, it's just that typical sort of uh, emotion uh, emotion tugging cack that I can't be bothered with. Um, Although I say the direction is not up to much, but um, in, every time you have films about artists, it's uh, there always seems to be that kind of difficulty as to what you do stylistically with it. Do you ape their style? Do you run so far away from it or whatever? Um, I think again to bring up Mike Lee, his last film, Mr. Turner, they said they deliberately didn't try to make the film look like his work or try to imitate his work in any way. They made it much more conventional, and actually that turned out to be one of Mike Lee's most beautiful films. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas the Injury biopic, uh, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, stylistically, was very adventurous. So you were very punk rock, you know, had all this uh, 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 references, uh, these visual references to 1950s horror films and then um, kind of 1970s, 1980s um, pastiche crepe paper and cardboard visuals. But actually, unfortunately, the narrative itself was so conventional, it was quite tedious. So that was a disappointing film in the end. This one um, uh, is, yeah, is, is very much. Uh, um, uh, join the dots, kind of. Uh, that's, that sounds no, that's that, that's wrong. That makes it sound simplistic. Um, is 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 a very conventionally shot film. Nicely shot, I think. It's, I think it, Paint it by numbers. Very nice. See what you did there. Nice Thanks. one. Don't Thanks. ever do it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the you know, and and the larger picture. Yeah, the large picture of of um, of Mordy's fame isn't really explored. Um, which again is uh, even to the extent that actually you don't really get an idea of. And much of an idea of how people in her local town think of her. You only get a couple of sort of sour opinions. 
But that said, what it, it, it it's mostly primarily it is supposed to be about the relationship, and it does that really, really well. Um, I think the two leads are really, really good in the in the main roles, um, as you would expect them to be. But it's uh, uh, and uh, Sally Hawkins actually, yeah. Let's I haven't said that Sally Sally Hawkins does with the character of Morty does that most difficult of things because she's she's kind of a passive character, and it's really hard for an actor to do, you know. Uh, uh, to, to take an audience along the journey with them, with a character who is more insular, doesn't do a lot, you know, I mean, she she, she hardly ever leaves that house, she sort of paints around the place, and the, uh, um, uh, and, but Sally Hawkins does just this really subtle job of, of, of uh, revealing her strengths as it goes along, you know, and does it with great humour and, and, uh, uh, and conviction, and I think that really, 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 really carries it along. It's a, it's a, yeah. On the whole, I, w I would thoroughly recommend it. I mean, it was, it was a very interesting film. There were just, there were just more things I wanted to know about seems the broader picture of more. Uh, the broader picture. There we go. I see. I've just punned myself. Seems like she's had a very interesting life, but very. You, 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 you had there was a strange inflection on the end of that sentence. Yeah. Seems like she had a very interesting life. Yeah, like well, a life that was, uh, you know, didn't. She didn't do much, but she did a lot. No, it's a very yeah. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a small life, shall we say? But yeah. um, and yet there are these sort of larger implications to it, which I think would have been, I would have liked to have seen more of. But um, a couple of her works in the White House. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, Richard that, Nixon. That, yeah, yeah. Richard Nixon, uh, uh, Vice President Nixon, coming up, uh, sending them a letter. Um, uh, yeah, and it's it's. Um, I don't know what. It's worth a watch. Yeah, go and watch it. Worth a watch. Yeah, go and see it. It's good. Right, it's highest, right. highest price for a painting of forty-five thousand dollars. So she was getting screwed out. American, America, American, American well, dollars. But there was a. Uh, well, this is in two thousand seventeen. Well after oh, her death. Right, okay. so, you yeah, know. but even so, adjusted for inflation. I, 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 something about it just makes me think she, there must have been a lot of money she wasn't getting. Yeah, but you got to also remember that. Um, Paintings go through the price of paintings go through the roof after an artist dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm st still, I'm, I'm saying that uh, I, li I like them. I've never, I've never heard of her. I'm looking at them right now. They kind of remind me of Christmas cards. Well, that's uh, the interesting thing is it does seem to start out as Christmas cards. Um, oh, well, there you go. Then. Uh, but then she started doing bigger stuff on commission or whatever. But uh, yeah, what I'm saying with the the. What I'm saying with the with the money thing is is it's just that that aspect wasn't explored. Whether she was being cheated out of it or whether she wasn't, it was kind of like oh, I need to see more of that, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple of docos. Maybe we can watch those. Uh, oh, documentaries are boring. Nobody likes those. Oh, no. Of course <laughs> not. All right, we'll leave it there. Yeah, we will. Go watch that film and none others because there's no other ones on. Yeah, there's nothing at all. There's nothing. <laughs> all right, things. Uh, uh, God, I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen a couple of others, but uh, hey, sorry. That's, that's what this week's for. I'll get. I'll, I'll get back onto it this weekend. I haven't got any gigs or anything or I'm go not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right see you next week buddy uh